I recently switched out my winter wardrobe with my summer clothes. Do you do this too? Each time I have the opportunity to take stock of what I have, what I use, what I need to donate, and what gaps I'd like to fill. One of the funnest ways I've loved to fill those gaps is through Armoire, a clothing rental membership that can help you build the perfect summer wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your online closet. The styles show up to your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles that help fill those wardrobe gaps without the major investment or commitment. For my first case from Armoire, I chose mostly summer dresses from Bowdoin, a brand I can't typically afford, and the chicest double-breasted black blazer from Paige that has honestly surprised me in its versatility. I have loved having more options in my summer wardrobe without the pressure of keeping them forever, and I've already been building out my online closet with Armoire, so I know what I want for my next case. For you expecting mamas, those working or style obsessed who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you don't even know who you are anymore, my best advice for you is this. Do all the things. You are listening to episode 144, Doing All the Things with Miranda Anderson. Welcome to About Progress. I am your host, Monica Packer, and I am here to guide you toward living the life you want. Each week, you'll hear interviews and teachings on how to balance self-development with self-acceptance. Listen in and join our community that knows life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, friends. Welcome to our first interview of February. If you missed last week's episode, I introduced this month's theme, which is be true to you. I break it down a lot in that episode, but the nutshell is that our focus this month is how to help you know who you truly are and to own it. Many, many of the women I connect with, whether it's with my coaching program or our private uh, Facebook group or just on Instagram, so many women tell me that they have no idea who they are anymore and that they don't even know where to start. Somewhere between marriage, school, work, motherhood, life, 
Responsibilities have drowned out a sense of what's really within us, just wanting to be explored and expressed. I asked my guest today, Miranda Anderson from Live Free Creative, to be on the show because this woman has the opposite problem. (laughs) She is drowning in ideas and passions and interests. She does all the things. Right now, I'm I'm creating content for my blog, which is Live Free Creative Company, and I share um, design and DIY tips and also content surrounding intentional living and minimalism, practical minimalism. Mm -hmm. Um, I also am a content creator for other brands, so that's sort of a freelance independent thing that I do. Um, I have a shop that sells um, adventure apparel, like I mentioned, some t-shirts with some um, inspirational it says they say less stuff, more adventure. Um, I also have a digital download art print shop that's adventure art prints. They're um, art photography that I've taken over the last 15 years on my travels around the world. Um, I have a YouTube channel where I shared mostly renovation DIYs and how to's. I um, have a podcast, Live Free Creative, that's a weekly podcast that's inspiration for a creative, intentional, and adventurous lifestyle. And let me see, did I touch it all there? And the answer there is no, she didn't. She also teaches workshops on so many different things. I have to tell you to not get intimidated by all that Miranda shared there. She told me that she has been a doer from day one. So she has a natural tendency to have high energy, lots of passions. But I do know that this episode is still going to apply to you wherever you're at. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom, a work-at-home mom, a work-outside-of-the-house mom, not a mom, this is still going to inspire you to try new things to get to know yourself better. Miranda does all the things because she has gotten to an incredible place in her life where she does not allow the outcome of what she wants to try dictate if it's worth even starting. There's so much more I know you're going to take for this interview, but my biggest hope is that it pushes you to detach your worth from any outcome of what you'd like to try and just start doing things to get a better sense of what you even love and what's a part of you and and important to you or even fun for you. And also, I hope that you get that this there is a time and a season for doing so, which we totally get into. All right, well, let's back up a little bit. Who is Miranda anyway? I live in Richmond, Virginia. I am a mom of three and a dog mom and a chicken mom. Lots of things. And I think that something that keeps me sane, especially recently, and I'm, well, we'll talk more about um, the idea of kind of, kind of doing all the things, but something that has really helped me in the last um, maybe year or two is understanding how all of the things that I do really fit together. Mm. Like all of them fall under the same umbrella. And that for me, that umbrella is inspiring people to live uh, this creative, intentional lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so all of the different pieces of my business and the way that I live my life share that same message you know, I feel like it all ties together because um, the messaging is is really the same and I'm just getting to people in all the different ways that I can think of. I love that. Well, that's definitely what the heart is of our conversation today is trying to figure out who you are by doing all the things. And I love that you're saying 
the things that you are doing, all these mediums are connected to who you are and what you hope to do in the world. So whether someone is trying to do a more public uh, career driven thing, or maybe they're trying to find it just internally for themselves, this is the discussion for you. I wanted to know if this has always been a part of your personality. Have you just always been a go, go, go kind of gal and a Jane of all trades? As long as I can remember, I, I have been a goer for sure. I was born, um, running, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's just my natural energy level. And actually I've, I spend more of my time trying to put the reins on and like slow down enough to be able to smell the roses and enjoy the things that I'm doing. Um, so it's actually, it's, it's really, it's fun to be an energizer bunny sometimes and also can be exhausting. And so I do spend some time trying to like, like, you know, rein it in a little bit. Um, I have, I actually remember growing up, um, I'm one of six, I'm, Mm -hmm. uh, the middle child and had the, I have really wonderful parents and they, were just super supportive. And I felt like I always had the freedom to try new things. And I never really got the message back that if I wasn't good at something or um, if I wanted to change the things that I was doing, that that was wrong. So I always sort of felt like I was encouraged um, and maybe even more than encouraged, just sort of left alone to experiment. So Mm. I would just sort of try things. And um, growing up, in some ways, actually, I remember getting to junior high and feeling like it had kind of been a detriment that as a child, I had done taekwondo, I took golf lessons, I played on the tennis team at the local um, sports center, I had done swim team, I had done gymnastics class, I had done, just sort of tried all of the, every time I expressed an interest, my parents would, you know, put me in a class and I'd get to try it out and then I would change my mind and want to do something else. And when I got to junior high and I started meeting friends who had decided, you know, at three, three years old, they wanted to be a ballerina. And so they had spent the last nine years doing ballet while I had been doing 17 different sports (laughs) and activities. It felt like that had been a detriment. I felt Uh like, Oh my gosh, I didn't choose my one thing when I was little and now everyone else is really good at something and I'm sort of okay at lots of things, but I'm not really good at anything. And I sort of carried that idea with me for a very long time. Hmm. It didn't necessarily make me sad, but I felt like I was at a disadvantage that I would never be really good at one thing because I really like doing lots of things. And it, it hasn't been until I, until really the last like five or 10 years as an adult and having my own kids and understanding my life as very separate and independent from all of the other lives that I see and that I interact with, Mm -hmm. that I've understood that that has been a a huge advantage for me and my personality, that 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 was right for me and that was good. Are you a Jane of all trades and master of none like me? I totally felt this way for a long time about myself too. And I tended to label this as a bad thing too. I lived more in regret for not sticking with something for the long haul. But hearing how she reframed this was super liberating for me. And I think that's what we can all do for ourselves is do away with this pressure to choose the one thing. So much of what I have heard about and studied regarding business alone is that you need to find your niche, right? Like you find your Mm -hmm. one thing and you stick with it. For sure. What I love about what you're saying here is throw that out out the window. (laughs) If you want to find what you're good at, 
throw it all out the window and dare to try a lot of things and maybe not be really awesome at it right away. That Uh takes a lot of bravery, I think, but also just a sense of security in who you are and that the outcome of those things you are trying don't necessarily reflect on your worth and and what you're doing in your life and who you are. Yeah, I think it's a lot easier to to feel that as a kid because you're you're not expected to be good at anything really. Mm-hmm. Like everyone knows that you're learning. So there's like this phase of our life that we're given the opportunity to try whatever we want and and not be good at it yet because we're just learning. And then for some reason a switch flips at some age or stage all of the things that we want to do, we should already know how to do. And that's yeah. silly to imagine that just because we're a certain age or a certain level of schooling or a certain stage of life that we should all of a sudden be good at all of the things because that's just not the way that it works. And I think that it's really important to um, step back when you're when you want to try something out and allow yourself the, the that space, like the mm-hmm. space between being a beginner and being good at it and have that space not feel like failure or fear but have that be, that's where the possibility is. Like that space of being a beginner is so refreshing because there's nothing expected. Like mm-hmm. you can be terrible. And how amazing is that to not have to expect any results from yourself to just allow yourself to play and experiment and try it out without thinking that it has to turn out a certain way. I absolutely love how you were framing that. Because I think a lot of people find that beginner phase really intimidating and stressful and anxiety ridden. And just flipping how you're thinking about it and viewing it as something that is full of possibilities and excitement, that makes it all different. I mean, that makes me want to go and try a lot of new things tonight, even (laughs) instead of just waiting for tomorrow. How else have you been able to do that? Navigate that messy beginner stage while giving yourself a lot of grace? I think that, um, the more things that I've tried, the more I've be able, I've been able to sort of hone in on what I don't like. Mm -hmm. And somehow like, that is really helpful because then I'm able to sort of check things off the list as like, okay, I know that I didn't really love that or I don't like spending time that way. And, um, and it, and then it sort of, I I think of it maybe as like a Pinterest board (laughs) that you Uh go on Pinterest and you, as you're just scrolling through things and you're, you automatically discount some things or you don't think about them. And then that helps you notice the things that you do start to pin and you have Mm -hmm. to, like, if you just pin one thing, you don't know a whole lot about your style or about, you know, what recipes you like or anything. But if you pin 50 things and then you look at that board, you can see a pattern. You start to understand what you're drawn to, what similarities there are in the types of things that you seem to like. And the only way that you're able to recognize those patterns is through experience, is through Mm -hmm. trying a bunch of things and being able to look back and say, okay, you know, all of the things that I like have some similar veins. What are those principles or what are those characteristics of the things that I love? And um, now that I know that, I can seek more of those types of things out. That is such a liberating way to look at how to explore what you love, especially when you don't attach it to you need to be a success right away. Well, let's talk about another thing that holds us 
back from doing all the things in order to hone into our interests. And it's this belief that we have only one definable purpose that will last our entire lives that we have to discover right now. If someone is thinking about themselves and trying to imagine where to even begin in this process, I'm thinking about maybe a listener or two that thinks there is nothing I can even recall that I'm interested in anymore. Like I am that lost in the responsibilities of my life. Where can they start? So I, first of all, I hope that no one is really feeling like the absolute, that they can't think of a single thing Mm -hmm. that they are interested in, even if it's like tacos or like, you know, I mean, there's something, right? Broaden it or um, simplify it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, it's so easy to get lost in sort of the existential crisis of like, what is my purpose here on the earth? Definitely. (laughs) what is my pathway and how, you know, am I doing it the right way? Am I feeling myself? And it, it's, we have to bring it back to today. We have to bring it back to right now because the only moment that we get to live is the one that we are in right this, right now, right this second. This is the only thing that's real. All of the things that you project onto the future are not real. They haven't mm-hmm. happened yet. And all of the things that have, that you have experienced before this moment are in the past now. Mm-hmm. So rather than trying to discover our overarching purpose of our humanity, when you're trying to figure out something that you might be interested in doing, or if you or if you start start with that question, like, like what is my purpose? I want you to bring it back down to this moment. You kind of like right now. Maybe it's tacos. Maybe it's um, doing crossword puzzles. Maybe it's coloring in your kid's coloring book. Maybe you passed a store at the mall that had really cool jewelry and you thought, I wonder if I could make something like that at home. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be something you've ever thought of before or ever done before. Um, All that it requires to get started is a little bit of curiosity and the permission to just try. And it's a lot easier to try with something that you do know. Mm -hmm. I have an episode about this, about how to get stuff done. Yes, (laughs) And I start with this idea of like, you might not know all of the things that you want to do with your life, but I am guessing that you can think of one single thing that you know you want to do Maybe it's clean out the hall closet. Maybe it's organize your underwear drawer. Maybe it's write a handwritten note to your neighbor. Maybe it's do that cookie recipe that your friend gave you three months ago that's been sitting in your planner and you haven't pulled out yet. There's got to be something. What's the first thing that comes to mind? It doesn't have to be the last. It won't be, hopefully, the last thing you ever do. It's It's just something. It's just something to start with. And I think that that one thing, just trying one thing will help you build momentum and build sort of some encouragement, A, that you don't have to be good at it and it doesn't matter if it, if whatever you do sort of sucks and mm-hmm. you can just throw it away and move on, and B, that you've crossed that one off and so then you can try something different. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow. Okay. This is so relevant to what I've been talking about and actually teaching on my own workshops. We have this whole thing called do something. It's, and it's a series I have on my podcast where it's do something that scares you and watch the trickle down effect in your life. So let's do a little kind of surprise exercise for us. <laughs> and I'll give you an example of what I'm going to ask you first. So the question is, look back and think about what was that one simple thing that you did years ago that led you to where you are now? And while you're thinking about that, Miranda, I'm going to give you an example. So the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I created a goal to try 30 new recipes. Like I had a whole list of just things I wanted to try again, Mm -hmm. just try and experiment and be creative and all about just for fun in my life. And one of those things on the list was to create 30 new recipes. And that dumb little thing on my list honestly led to this podcast and to so much more that I'm now doing with it. Um, And it's really crazy for me to think about that. So I like to kind of try that out with you. Can you pinpoint one or two? Yeah. What is one or two things you could, or what are one or two things you can think about? Um, maybe years ago or even in college, that might be your one small thing that could let, could have led you to where you are now. Yeah. Gosh, I could probably tell you 10 small things that have all taken different paths and led Uh it all. Um, one thing that came to mind, I remember one day, um, being at home and thinking, well, I don't have the money, but my mom has a sewing room full of fabric and a sewing machine and a dress form. And like my mom had this sewing room that was just so well stocked. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe I can just try to make something for myself. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing, but shade shirts. Do you remember those? Yes. So shade shirts. (laughs) I still have a few in my closet. Yeah. Right. So this sleet, you know, they were just kind of like basically just tight little t-shirts, just like basic, super basic t-shirts that were fitted. And, um, I had no idea what I was doing like zero idea. But the reason that that didn't matter was that I had no investment either because Uh it was like all my mom's stuff. Yes. (laughs) She was like, sure, do whatever. So I wasn't spending any money on fabric. I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it at all. So I just went in, found some stretchy fabric that seems sort of similar to like what a shade shirt might've been. I didn't use zero about fabric at this point. And I decided to lay, I mean, this is like the beginner of the beginner. I just like laid the fabric down on the floor, laid my shirt on top of it, cut around it. This is like Cinderella is when she like grabs the curtains or whoever, you know, they yes. like grab the curtains and you can see the cut out of the dress on the curtains that are still hanging. <laughs> yeah. That's the way that I did it. And then a shade shirt only required four seams. So shoulder seams and side seams and, and the stretchy fabric, knit fabrics I learned later. And I mean, at the time I didn't know, but they don't need to be finished because the, the, the edges won't fray. And so I didn't even finish the edges. So I just did like zip, 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 zip down the shirt, pulled it on. And it was a major failure because I didn't realize that the fabric, <laughs> the fabric that I had chosen only stretched one direction. Oh, so no. I, 
I didn't know that I needed to lay my pattern the other way. And so when I tried to put it on, it stretched like it could have stretched from my head to my toes long wise, but it wasn't stretchy wide. Mm. And so I like it fit around my belly, but not around my chest, which I'm not even well endowed. But I mean, it was a little bigger than my belly. And so I ended up just cutting a hole out like it looked like a I'm trying to think like those French outfits where they have like tied what is that called a corset oh so yes. I ended up cutting out around the chest putting a panel of fabric and stretching the opposite direction so I actually stretched the right way and then I wore it that night there you <laughs> go night out on the town and I got more compliments this is bizarro but I got so many compliments on that shirt because it was different you know yes. it was just like unexpected yeah um and that that single thing just thinking, gosh, I, maybe I could make something with all of these piles of fabric in my mom's house and just going for it, having zero idea what I was doing, totally failing and ruining it and then just making it work led me to have the confidence to then – I made a bunch of shirts like that with the stretch going the correct direction, of course, um, to sell at the farmer's market. And then that a couple years later turned into a line that I sold on Etsy to all of the things that have come – you know, the, the different shifts and changes and pivots – a lot of them stem from that waking up and thinking, gosh, I don't have anything to wear. Maybe I could make some of this fabric turn into a shirt and just doing it. I love that story, especially that you had nothing to lose. And I just think if we could look at everything we're trying as that, we don't have anything to really lose unless it's something important, like, I don't know, something that is involves someone in your family and their safety. Um, (laughs) But even within like parenthood, there's so much we can experiment with and just try out and see if it works. And if it doesn't try something new. Let's take a quick break here. And speaking of trying something new, I have been helping new podcasters get launched. I love to consult beginning podcasters. So whether you have been thinking about it for a long time and know what you want, but need all the nitty gritty help of software, tech, and recording and how to, I can help you there. And if you even need to start further back in the process and narrow down what you wanna talk about and how to do it, I am there for you. You can inquire about my podcast consultations through emailing me at packerprogress at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope this episode is inspiring you to add to your do something bucket list for 2019, which we have all been doing together. And you can listen to the first episode of the year to find out more about what that is. But we do have to say here that there are times and seasons where we're able to invest more time in our self-development by doing things and trying things. And there are times where other priorities in our lives have to step up and take our time. And that's okay. I also know, I feel like a stalker now, but I know that you also took a few years off. So I think it's important to kind of talk Mm -hmm. about that too. Sometimes doing all the things is exactly what you need to be doing. And sometimes it's reining that in and focusing. I know being intentional is another one of your focuses for you, but focusing on what really matters in your life in this moment. So how were you able to make that distinction when you needed to and pull back for a a certain season for you as well? Yeah. So, um, that was such an interesting experience because I was just getting some momentum in blogging. I really enjoyed it. I loved the community. I was 
it was gaining some sort of legitimacy on the internet as like an actual, it could be an actual job and that sort of thing. And I went to, um, to alt summit in 2013 after saving up for a year for the ticket, we were in school, the ticket was expensive and I saved up my allowance basically like, um, my, my little weekly allotted budget for a year so I could pay for the ticket. My plan was like, I'm going to come away from this conference being the best blogger and like being able to be super focused and all of this stuff, have all these sponsors and kind of start turning my blog into a business. And one of the things that I, I went to two really important talks. One of them was about telling your own story. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in that class and having the instructor, um, have us do this exercise where we closed our eyes and remembered just thought about the most recent time that we could think of that we were blissfully happy and just closing our eyes and imagining what we were doing, what were the circumstances, who were we with, what were, you know, what was that moment that made us blissfully happy? And then she invited us to explore creating more of that situation in our regular lives. Were we doing that regularly? Was it um, part of our if it's, if it brings us that much joy, is it something that we were doing often where we are allowing ourselves that time? And I realized that, no, I wasn't. My thing that came to mind was doing a picnic with my family that we had done pretty recently, but that wasn't something that we were doing often. And it's something, you know, it kind of had felt like an indulgence. And I was like, no, why, why aren't we doing that more? And then the other one was a, a talk where the guy spoke about happiness. And one of the things that just like just light bulb moment for me was that he said, this is Stefan Sagmeister, who's a, an incredible designer. Mm. Um, he said, I do more of what makes me happy and less of what I don't like. (laughs) And like, this doesn't sound like, is that profound, right? Like do more of what you like and less of the things that you don't like. And I realized maybe for the first time, how much in control of my own life I was, that I could choose to do the things that I wanted to and not do things that I thought I quote unquote should do. And it just sort of handed me back this control. And I left realizing that what I really wanted right then was to stop blogging and to stop working and to have another baby and like just kind of pull back on all of the things that I was doing. But I was like, this is what I really want. And I was willing to give up all of anything I needed to because that's what I really wanted. And I had I had sort of understood that I got to choose that, that I could, even though I had just spent all of my savings to go to this conference to become a better blogger, it was okay for me to, what I did was stop blogging. In that year that I stopped, we I stopped my sewing business. We moved across the country. I had another baby. We built a house. And, all you know, it was like it was a lot. as I let go of mm-hmm. all of the things that I had been doing, na- life naturally gave me all of these other things that I, that I could be doing, and I embraced them. And how much harder would that have been if you were – Um, like you said, practiced all growing up in tying your identity to this grander one definable purpose. So if you had said Miranda is a blogger, you know, or whatever it was at that time, that would have been a devastating transition. But for you, it was what you wanted and chose because you allowed yourself that permission 
to explore what your purpose is at any given moment, because that's the problem with it, right? A lot of times those purposes change. So I'm sure, like for me, I identified as a dancer. And when I stopped dancing at 18, I felt very lost for a long time because Mm -hmm. that identity that I had been tied to for so many years was gone. So I feel like what you are teaching me is something I have only learned the last few years. And it's such a better way to live. It's just so much more beautiful and rich. And I've learned so much from it, too. I'm so much happier not tying my identity to, like, the certain purpose and the outcome to it as well. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Because there's so many things that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And at any – I mean, we have to – come to a place and it's not necessarily easy. There's death. It's death. I mean, it's a process and an ongoing process. I don't think you get to where you think, oh, I'm inherently worthy no matter what the circumstance. And then you're like done. Yes. (laughs) Wouldn't that be nice? But it's an ongoing process because the circumstances and situations of our lives change so constantly. And, but that, I mean, but that's really what it comes down to that it doesn't really matter what you think your overarching purpose for your life is, or if you even have one, because you are, you are you, you are the purpose of your life. You are, Mm -hmm. you are your life. Like if without you, your life isn't there. And without, um, start to strip away everything. Like if you weren't all of the things that you think I am, and then you're just this soul. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what, what is there and understanding that what you're left with is still as valuable as what you are with all of those things that nothing that you do adds to or takes away from your value Mm -hmm. and your worth. And, and in some ways that can be so freeing because then it doesn't matter what you do and how often you think you fail because you understand that that you get to be that you get to you get to choose that you get to experiment you get to play um i like to think the purpose is the process that our life like if we want to jump ahead to being good at something and we miss the whole process of learning and discovering and being inspired and and developing, we miss the whole purpose because that is the purpose. And if you think of our lives that way, that when we get to the end, like I think in all the things, a lot of times we think, I just want to get to the end point. Like I want to get to where we're all moved in and the house is settled. I want to get to where my kids can, you know, button their own pants and put on their own shoes. I want to get to the, like to, we jump ahead to these milestones without realizing that as soon as you hit a milestone, all you do is look ahead to the next one. Like that, there's always something else. And when you hit the end, you're done. Like that's the end of your your life here on earth, you know? Um, so why rush it? Like why, what are, what are we in a hurry for? Um, especially if we enjoy the thing that we're doing right now. And that's such a key question to just ask yourself, do I love my life today? Do I love what I'm choosing to add to my life today? And if the answer is yes, then it doesn't matter if you have an overarching purpose because today is is your life. Today is what matters. You want to know what it's like to be a person who is living 
for today and choosing how they are going to look at things and live the life they want. Well, Miranda did that for me because I have to give you a little behind the scenes here. After I got off the interview with her, she had mentioned at the beginning of the episode that it had been a long day. And I was like, I'm so sorry, but we didn't get into it really. And when I went on Instagram after, I discovered that her house had flooded. And this is a massive flood. I mean, just go to her page and and look at the highlights on Instagram about what the flood is, but it has now involved months of serious work. In fact, they are currently moved out of their home so that workers can be there for months and finish the job. If I were in her shoes, I would have honestly canceled the interview or delayed it or, you know, I just would have had it in me, which is okay. But she still showed up here with the most incredible outlook and gave us all of this wisdom. So hearing what she had to say here was one thing, but seeing it practice was a whole other. And through all of this, I have enjoyed seeing how Miranda isn't constantly just bemoaning what she's going through. She is still filling her life with things that matter to her. And right now, that's writing a book. I love seeing her passion and interest in one thing at a time. And that's what I also hope you take from her is just do one thing and conquer that. If that's learning to make a new recipe like it was for me, do that one thing first and let that become a trickle down effect to discovering what other passions and interests you really have within you. I had to ask Miranda my final question, which was, what has she learned about herself? And I was interested in this because it's coming from someone who has invested a lot of time and effort in exploring their passions. So what does that look like when you're kind of in the middle of that and have given yourself license to do so? I would like to end with hearing what have you learned about yourself? Like who is Miranda? How have you been able to learn what you do like and what is what does that look like for you? So something that I've learned about myself is that I do not like lots of decisions. Mm-hmm. I would much rather uh, for as free spirited as I feel like I am, mm-hmm. I really appreciate like knowing that I just have a few choices and picking the best one. Yeah. Um, I've also learned, I mean, I think I've known this, but I, it's been really driven home to me the last few years that I am not a perfectionist and I am so happy mm-hmm. that because I, I <laughs> am, I'm totally okay with things being mediocre. And like, sometimes that's just the way that it is. And I would, I am much more happy and satisfied having things just be out there and, um, be what they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Miranda, this has been so, so fun for me. You are incredible. I just want to thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I've loved chatting with you and I'm excited for this to be out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode gave you the hug and kick in the pants you needed to grow and progress in your life. Want to take your learning to a whole new level? There are three ways. The first is to print off this month's free printable to help track your progress on the theme at hand. You can find that on my website aboutprogress.com slash free. The second way is to join our free and private Facebook group called Work in Progress. I've linked to that in the show notes. There you can receive community, inspiration, and accountability. 
And lastly, you can share your voice and your words on this show, literally. Our last episode of each month will feature members of this growth-driven community. Here you will share ways that you have worked on your own progress related to the theme. You can share tips that you would like other listeners to know, or even funny stories to help them feel better. Don't be shy. You do have something of value to offer this community. You can find out how to contribute your voice or your words by going to my website aboutprogress.com, click on podcast, and then click on be on the show. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember life is about progress, not perfection. And the other thing that I just recently learned this last month, I gave up, well, I gave up all drinks except for water. Mm-hmm. And that was particularly to target my um, Diet Coke addiction. You're and I had tried to give up Diet Coke, like, I don't know how many times over the last couple of years. And, and then I would just come back to like, but I really like it. And like when I failed giving it up, I would think like, oh, but it's okay because it's like fun and I like it. And what I realized about myself this last time was that I was able to give it up, not by deciding to not drink it, but by deciding to drink water. So the positive mm-hmm. habit <laughs> reframing was so important that I, I, I went the whole month and only drank water for, for the whole month. And it was like, not even very hard. It just felt like, oh, this is what I do. I'm a water drinker now. And that was so much easier for me than deciding what I don't do. So anyway, that's, that's maybe random, but, um, I'm feeling, I'm sitting here drinking my water out of my cactus mug, feeling pr- quite proud of myself. Well, I'm proud of you too. And you know what? I just think that's a huge light bulb moment for me in so many ways. Like I'm trying to wake up early and the big thing for that is actually getting to bed and I've been struggling with that major. So that's just helping me simplify it and replace it. Make maybe instead of waking up early, I'm actually going to read a book at 10 or something like that instead. I love that idea. Yeah. Choose what you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.